All right, live from Salt Lake City, Utah, this is Heart of the Matter. I'm your host, Sean McCraney, and I actually happen to have all three daughters, one son-in-law, and my wife next to me for to launch tonight's show. So I just wanted to uh, get them up here. So grateful uh, we've uh, traveled together and changed and gone through things with our faith. And uh, of course, always loving Jesus. And uh, so we're very grateful. Uh, have an addition here, Matt. He joined the family through marriage. He married this one right here. Uh, and it's such a blessing. Matt's a Southern California boy, Berkeley grad, and a videographer for Thrasher Magazine. One of the most radical skateboarders you've ever seen. This is Matt. So great to have him in our family. And then we have Cassidy, who is a filmmaker and writer. They work together. And then we have Delaney over there. The, uh, in, right there who just waved and she is uh, in a second year in grad school at University of Pennsylvania in architecture Michigan. University of Michigan and and then we have uh, Mallory she does our all of our music putting the word of God to music and so uh, anything really quickly and and we have our grand boys and Nicholas her husband who aren't here uh, they're at home uh, causing great trouble. So uh, any uh, thoughts, Mary, all these years, quickly? I'm speechless. That's the first time ever. <laughs> Nothing? It's been a ride, but well worth it. It's been a ride, but well worth it. Cassidy McCraney? We're grateful for it all. Grateful to God. Amen. And, and Brother Matt, not to put you on the spot, but? I uh, love the show and the direction lately. Excellent, thank you. Oh. Delaney McCraney? Ditto to it all. Thank you, Pennsylvania student. Just kidding. And ditto to it all. And Mallory. Yeah, God is good. Proud of the family and grateful to everyone out here who supports and yeah. really grateful to you guys. Grateful to you. Thanks, you guys. We are really excited about tonight. We are about to get an update first from Sam Young, the legendary now. Sam Young, and he's going to tell us all about the really important thing he's doing, and then we're going to come back and do the rest of the show with uh, Brother Dan Weiss, and we'll talk to Dan all about what he's doing. Hello, brother. Give you a shake your hand. Thank you Sean, for standing and you, shaking Jim. like a, a fine LDS. Oh, look at I can him. still stand. Look at that. 18 days, and I can still stand. 18 days what? <laughs> tell us, Sam. 18 days what? Okay, so I'm here in Salt Lake City for an action with Protect LDS Children that we're calling Hunger Strike and Spotlight. So I'm doing a hunger strike. At this point, I'm 18 days into it. And, I'm, and the purpose of the hunger strike and the spotlight, I'm asking everybody else who is interested in protecting our children to put a spotlight on the interview practice, the danger and how damaging these, these uh, interview practices are. So both of those things are going forward strong, 18 days into it, 18 days with people sharing all over the place. Wow. So they're sharing on social media, they're sharing by coming and doing interviews with you, they're sharing in emails to each other. It really has, really has caught on fire, hasn't it? We've had an, an awful lot of stuff going on and, and not just sharing on social media because Sean, you may not be familiar with the Mormon culture, that it's really this great culture of fear. Yeah. You cannot express your true feelings without worrying about losing business, losing family, losing relationships, losing church status. So many people that support this cause that are in the church remain silent, or if they can't post on social media, everybody can talk to their non-member neighbors there's no real fear of doing that so we're having people um, uh, kind of spread the word around to the non-mormon community of what we are doing behind closed doors to our children being picked up by news outlets yes we've had national news at this point uh, actually worldwide news we've received an awful lot of uh, so the first day that we announced it, day one actually I announced it within media I was in day three oh. of the uh, hunger strike and that we got a ton of good media coverage last Monday we called another press conference we got some additional uh, media coverage out of that this last Sunday we had a very special meeting called the Samaritans party and we had 
a bunch of good media that came out of that too. The next news conference we'll call will be on day 23 this coming Sunday. Mm. And I'm hoping that that, I've been told, you know, I don't know how all the media works. I don't know how you get the best press coverage. I just put one foot in front of the other and say, okay, we got to do something else because our kids are still in danger. Mm. So I was told by a reporter at the first press conference, he said, Sam, I don't want to put any pressure on you. But if you can make it to 21 days, that's Gandhi. Gandhi's longest is 21 days. Uh, you'll get national press coverage. Well, I hope he's right. I'm going to 23 at least. Ooh. And uh, so the next press conference will be um, this coming Sunday. So uh, just really quickly, the, the uh, curious side of human nature is how are you doing with the fast? Well, I have been surprised at how well I've done. Mm. Sean, you, again, something you probably don't know, mm. we, most of us put on stores of energy over the years. No, I'm not familiar with yeah. it at all. I didn't think you no. would be. You're speaking a foreign language, but continue. <laughs> okay. Well, um, our bodies are pretty smart things. And so I've got these energy stores and it turns out our bodies adjust to eating ourselves pretty well. Wow. So uh, I'm doing well. Every once in a while I get a little bit um, lightheaded. If I bend down, bending down and standing up is not a good idea for me. Standing up from the chair will be okay. I gotta be a little careful, but um, that's really about the only effect. Uh, other bodily functions kind of change Ooh. when you're not eating anything wow. well certain things change but no i'm doing pretty good final thing sam we have uh dan tonight but uh really appreciate you taking time out coming here and doing this so many people are talking about it and they're talking about a really good cause what's the deal with the chair with the apostles what, what what's that about so for 15 days <clears throat> we invited an apostle to come join us on outside of Temple Square. And actually, I told the apostles, we'll meet anywhere. If you're going to come, we'll go to your place. And if you don't want Sam Young to be there, I'll skedaddle. We're inviting you to meet with victims and survivors of bishops interviews, people that were severely wounded, mm. traumatized when they were children, and they've lived with this for years, sometimes decades. Come hear their stories, come hear the pleadings of those that still carry deep trauma mm -hmm. uh, in, their, in, in their soul. Uh, so every night we asked, we started with the lowest in seniority, went up to uh, President Nelson last Sunday, and we provided a chair for them. The chair remained empty every uh. night. Now, Sean, I took two days off, not of the fast, but two days off of doing these temple side chats. You'll be the first to know this. I'm going to be announcing this to everybody else tomorrow. But starting tomorrow, when we start it back up, we're not. In, I'm not inviting the apostles. They can come if they want, but they've left the chair empty. They've ignored all these people that have been hurt by their policies. But tomorrow, it used it was temple side chat with an apostle. This time we're inviting somebody I know will show up. The chair will not remain empty. It will now be for the next four days, I go home next Sunday. Mm. I don't know if I'll stop my fast that my wife and I are talking about that now, but um, it will be a temple side chat with Jesus. Mm. We're inviting Jesus to come. Mm. I'm pretty sure he is not going to leave that seat empty. Hmm. So tomorrow, the next four nights, is going to be a very special occasion hmm. for us. Praise God. Praise God. Any requests to the audience? Any final push? Any petition? Anything that more people can do more of, better of? Put a spotlight on what the Mormon church is doing behind closed doors. Share it with everybody. Share it with, like, we probably don't have a non-member all right, we probably don't have a Mormon group here. Mm. That's perfect. Share it with everybody you know. I just got an email that they said, you know what? There are Christian groups that are now praying for you, prayer circles for you. 
Great. We'll include in that prayer circle the apostles who make this um, change. So put us talk to everybody about this. Um, that's the big thing. We want to put it. I don't know where the change is going to come. The apostles were putting pressure on them. They might make the change. Mm -hmm. It might be a grassroots or including encouraging all members. Take a stand. Don't let your children go behind closed doors. Mm. So it may be the members themselves, but there are some changes in the church that came from pressure from the outside. Mm. So the more the farther this wave of understanding and awareness goes amongst the general um, community, yeah, I would love it. If the missionaries knocked on a door and they said, you know, uh, every single door, you know, we think you guys have some good stuff, but we're concerned about what our children would face. Has that changed yet? Wow. That, that's, that would put all kinds of pressure on my church to do the right thing and protect our own kids. Sam Young, thank you so much, my brother. Hey, thank you, Sean. Right. I love you, my friend. Love you too. God bless. I'm going to see you down there before you leave. Okay. All right. Thank you. See you later. Hey, Sean. Yeah. If you were to come down to our, during our four days yeah. when it's going to be a temple side chat yeah. with Jesus, yeah. you, I would love to participate in what we're going to do every night. Okay. What time? Well, we start at 7 o'clock. All right. You'll see me one of these nights. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Hopefully I'm sober. Just kidding. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, right now, Sam and uh, our next guest are hugging. You wonder why? Well, I'm sure they love each other. They might know each other. They might not. But our guest tonight, he didn't, I don't know if he knew Sam was going to be here, but he's wearing a, one of Sam's badges. I did. Uh, you Sam, did know. Sam told me he was going to be here. All right. All right. Uh, oh, there we go. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> all right. I'll put it on right now, Sam. And I want you to know, I am not a badge wearer. So this is a real, I really do, uh, I am supporting you completely. There, I will wear this until, until they, there's some success. All right. Sam Young, ladies and gentlemen. And right now we are going to um, our next guest and um, uh, former LDS mm -hmm. author. Yeah. Compiler. Compiler. Yeah. Compiler. Printer. Researcher. Mm -hmm. Web originator. Sites. We're going to learn yeah. about that. Yeah. To start off, uh, Dan Weiss, uh, like we do with all of our guests, because human beings are important, we want to know uh, quickly where you came from, born, raised, family, religious upbringing, ideas of Mormonism, because you uh, have some of those, and then just kind of stop. Uh, when you uh, are still active in the church? While I'm, stop when I'm active yeah, in the church? Yeah, until you yeah. start to become. Oh, you're setting me up for something. Sure. No, I am not, I don't set people up. I am not <laughs> setting you up. Not at all. Uh, I was born and raised in uh, Santa Cruz, California. Ooh. One of, one of the most liberal cities in the United States. Mm. And, uh, and a lot of that comes through in, my life today for mm -hmm. sure uh, very liberal mm -hmm. uh, my my parents uh, grew up as a, as a Christian oh. Protestant uh, my parents uh, were not very active in church mm -hmm. at all but we had a community bus that would go around the town and kind of gather up the kids I think to give the parents a break mm and uh and they gather up the kids and they take us to various churches mm. we attend one for like six weeks or so and then we go to a different one mm. all all different uh, uh christian denominations mm -hmm. and uh, protestant churches so that was kind of my background growing up i was always um, a believer in christ mm. and uh when i turned 15 years old, uh, and this was while I'm still in uh, California, I, a group of friends in high school introduced me to Mormonism. And uh, these were very clean cut, fun, joking, you know, uh, 
just endearing people that, mm -hmm. that I wanted to be even closer to. And so they started telling me the story of Joseph Smith and the first vision and all of this. Uh, and, uh, and I asked them if I could go to church with them. And, uh, and uh, I did. Uh, my first week at church was a fast and testimony meeting. Mm. Uh, the missionaries were there, and uh, I went up to the missionaries and asked them how I could get baptized, mm. which was, you know, was golden contact, I guess you might say. Mm -hmm. And so after a series of discussions like uh, everyone has, I was uh, baptized uh, 40, 43 years ago this month, wow. as a matter of fact. Uh, I... We lived, we lived in California for s six months after that, and then uh, my mother, who's originally from Minnesota, uh, decided she wanted to go back and be with her family, so we moved to Minnesota uh, in 1976, and uh, I had lived there for uh, a couple years. Uh, had, I was very zealous. Uh, our, our church that we attended was about 45 miles away, my home teaching route was a 300-mile round trip. Whoa! So, uh, and there was no, there were no Mormons in this small town uh, in uh, Minnesota that mm. I grew up with, and so uh, I had to be very vigilant and very uh, active in the church. Uh, consumed a lot of books, read a lot, uh, and uh, and then. After living there a couple years, I decided, well, I want to be closer to the saints, and so uh, I moved to Salt Lake City, and uh, uh, at, at one point, I began working at Deseret Book, as a matter oh. of fact, uh, because I loved reading so much and wanting mm. to be a part of that, I decided, well, let's, let's give this a try. Mm. So, uh, so I was was very active at the time. I, uh, one of the reasons for coming to uh, Utah was also to find a bride, and uh, uh, I found the woman that I eventually married, and we, we had four children together, and uh, she's very active in the church. Uh, she's in the uh, Relief Society presidency now. Um, None of my four children are active uh, in the LDS church, although I've got one boy that uh, attends a Christian church up in uh, Layton, I oh. believe. Okay. So, uh, where am I supposed to stop now? When did you start turning? Oh, I would imagine that if, I think if people are honest, they start turning from the moment they start learning. Oh. Uh, which was the case with me. Uh, when I worked at Deseret Book, I was a, a book buyer at one point. So I was in charge of the lesser known titles that might come through uh, and uh, trying to determine whether or not they'd be worthy of uh, being on the bookshelves in Deseret Book. So I would, I would run across uh, a lot of anti-Mormon uh, literature that was trying to sneak its way in and I'd have to read it. I was quite, uh, quite adept at uh, uh, answering the questions to my own mm -hmm. satisfaction and hopefully to those around me too. Uh, but I, I believe that even at those beginning times I was getting a, a seed of doubt about what was going on. Mm -hmm. It's really, I don't have to tell you, it's really difficult to break through this barrier of of Mormonism. You get uh, uh, so involved with it that it's, uh, it's hard to, s to go backwards or to see anything more than just continuing on with it. And so, uh, you know, I would have these little cracks that would happen here and there. And ironically, as we're going to be going through my research and the things that I've done, uh, most all of this didn't really play into my mm. wanting to leave the church. Mm. Most all of this, the lion's share of what I do now 
uh, came later. I just came to a, a crossroads in my life where I had said, that's it. I'm done. How old this were you? Not, I was uh, 37 at the time. I had been active, very active in the church for 21 years. Mm. Uh, uh, attended the temple. Tell you anything and everything you want to know. Very open book about mm. the temple, the ceremony, everything. Mm. Probably went 400 times over the years. Uh, yeah, uh, just one day I decided I had had enough. And uh, ironically, it happened, I had baptized all four of my children. And it was after I had baptized my daughter, uh, the caboose, that uh, I started, as a matter of fact, when they were uh, trying to organize the baptismal ceremony, I. I told uh, my wife, I, I don't feel like being the one to speak. Can your brother speak or something? I just would rather not. I was already having kind of these feelings that I didn't want to go through with it. And then after I baptized her, I think that was the final straw where I said to myself, I'm just not being honest with myself and my children either about any of this, and, and I need to stop it. So. Still married. Yes, still married. Yeah, we've had we have had our troubles. There's it's no remarkable. Doubt. Yeah, doesn't often happen now. Yeah, way. well, uh, that marriages have trouble. No, it's <laughs> remarkable that she's the Relief Society president. You've abdicated the throne at 36, and you're still married. I mean, that's a rarity. Yeah, it. Uh, if you would meet her, you probably know why. Everybody that meets her and knows her. Uh, uh, will vouch for the fact that she's very saintly. Mm -hmm. She's a wonderful person and uh, doesn't mean harm to a, a single soul. You and mean that's possible to be LDS and be saintly and not harm a single soul? It is. Isn't it, it is. It, it uh, is. As a matter of fact, uh, uh, I know plenty of people yeah. that are. Yeah. And We, like I said, we've had our rough patches, sure. and the idea or notion of uh, religion uh, has caused us to separate two times. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been separated for uh, four years at mm -hmm. two different uh, times. All my doing, mm -hmm. it was, I didn't want to play second fiddle to the church, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, she would always say that that came first. So, um, this this last time it's been it was more amicable, uh, to where we said we've got grandchildren, you know, let's not make this messy. Let's just we're good friends. We've always been good friends, and so let's make this work as good as good you. as we can. Good so uh, uh, it's it's been rocky at times, but it's it's fine. She's. She's not completely supportive, uh, obviously, with the things that I do, uh, uh, but that's okay. I'm not supportive of the things she does. Sure. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting. So, you, uh, one last question about: are your, Is your name still on the records? No. Okay. Uh, about five years after that, uh, I kind of decided that I was going to do it. it was more. Uh, have my name removed. It was more a, an issue of uh, uh, feeling like uh, that I was still attached to it in some way, yeah. and I was so uh, I was so distant from it. Yeah. And and uh, and it was also giving uh, her side of the family, I believe, hope that one day I would yeah. uh, see the error of my ways and and come back yeah. to the religion. And so I, I think ultimately it was one of those decisions where I just said, I've got to do it. Yeah. The time has come, and I don't want to be a party to it any longer. Yeah. So we're going to go to, I'm going to just tell the audience, uh, Dan has produced, and you might have to correct me, uh, Defectors of the Faith, 2001 Easy Reasons to Dismiss Mormonism. Yes. Is that a book? That is a website. It's a website. It's a website. We'll get to that. The Book of Mormon Comparative. Yes. A book. Mm -hmm. uh, 
the handwritten right Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. You got to see these books. These things are beautiful. We'll talk about why in a second. And then the Book of Mormon likely resources. Is that likely in progress? sources? Mm -hmm. Likely sources. Mm -hmm. Is that in progress? That is in progress right now. That will be a uh, internet only okay. project. Okay. It's too too big to put want, in books. Want to have you go down and break down what those are and how people can access them. Okay. But before you do that, what is the driver? behind you to produce and gather and systematize this information. Uh, some people do it because they hate Mormonism. They hate Mormons. Some do it because they want people to be free and know that. What drives you to go to this work? Well, uh, some, of, some of the projects, I'll probably talk about them, what drives me okay. as we get right to it. Okay. The crux of getting started with the entire thing is that I uh, I do not hate Mormons. Good. I am I am anti-Mormonism, not anti-Mormon. Yeah. Uh, I have never seen a benefit in uh, persecuting people or or uh, or, or trying to uh, make decisions based on oh the bishop offended me or. I want the facts. I want to be able to say, uh, show me the anachronisms in the Book of Mormon. Show me uh, uh, and disprove it if you can. Uh, sh give me proof. Give me evidence that the church is either true or it is not true. Let's not, uh, um, uh, let's not second guess things. Okay. So I would say probably the the driving factor in everything might be the fact that I was so involved in the sugar-coated aspect, let's say, of the church, that when real documentation, real history, real information, such as I've been happy to receive from you over the years. Oh, good. Uh, I've been a, a fan of your work for years. Awesome, thanks. Uh, I wanted to be able to get down to uh, real answers to questions that may have arisen. And so a lot of this, uh, especially the uh, defector of the faith, which by the way is a, a play on words of an old B.H. Roberts book oh. called Defender of the Faith. Oh, yeah. And so uh, I just kind of stole that idea. Nice. Uh, originally, there was going to be a thousand and one easy reasons to dismiss Mormonism, and I found that uh, that was too limiting to me. <laughs> and so uh, now it's two thousand and one plus easy reasons to dismiss Mormonism. I have more than eighteen hundred documented uh, with a, a lineup of well over two thousand to be. Right now on the website, there's uh, close to 1,100 that I have posted of do various we have things. A, oh, do we have a graphic a for graphic the website? A graphic of the website, yeah. Okay, yeah, so ldsdefector.com, 2001 plus easy reasons to dismiss Mormonism. So uh, fantastic. So tell us about that, what people can, will get there besides the obvious, mm -hmm. and then we'll work through the other okay. three things. Uh, the defector, LDSdefector.com, uh, as the title suggests, the 2001 plus reasons to dismiss Mormonism, uh, is kind of a, a potpourri, uh, a trivia mm. section, I guess. Uh, eventually, uh, the site is going to have a, like a randomizer mm. fact generator. I had it on a previous site, I got rid of it, and now I've been thinking more that I want to have it. Right now, uh, if you go to that website and in the search bar type any word or topic or what you want, you'll get a list of the different wow. uh, uh, facts that are pertaining to uh, that, uh, that idea. Wow. Tithing, uh, blood atonement, uh, uh, the temple ceremony, uh, anachronisms in the Book of Mormon. How deep? Just could, you go, could you go Adam on Diamond? I do have Adam on Diamond in do there. Could you do throat slitting? Uh, it's on there. The throat wow. slitting, all the temple uh, things, yeah, the wow. throat disembowelment, all the 
uh, uh, things I discuss. Some of those, they, uh, they may be part between like 1100 and 1700. Yeah, yeah. The, some of those are still yet to be on, uh, added to it. But I, I am a very open book when it comes to all of the, uh, uh, especially the temple ceremony, I think is one of the, uh, one of the biggest uh, reasons why I believe you can call Mormonism a cult. Uh, is because of the temple ceremony. I see. And, and just to, for the audience's sake, can you kind of uh, articulate what it is about the temple ceremony that makes it, makes it cultic? Well, it's, uh, it's very uh, uh, symbolic. Uh, there's a lot of rituals. Men sit on one side, women sit on the other. There's a lot of uh, standing up and sitting down. Uh, there's a series of secret handshakes and covenants and commitments you make uh, in the temple. Uh, up until 1990, there were uh, oaths that you made that had specific penalties attached to them that uh, if I were to reveal the secrets of the temple, I could have my throat slit, I could be disembowelment, various ways that God could take your life uh, if, uh, if you uh, broke those covenants. Fear. Fear. Definitely Which fear. Which is really central to a, a cult. Right. Yeah. Uh, and one of uh, the other things, too, is uh, there's a part uh, in the temple ceremony where you consecrate everything that you've been blessed with to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the building of the kingdom. So it's a very communal uh, setting that way. Uh, they try to justify by saying, well, we're not asking for it yet, but if it comes down to it and you need to give it to us, we will hold you to your word. So and I just want to step off just one second so that our viewers don't think uh, that this show is solely picking on Mormonism because uh, totalistic methodologies are used in all sorts of religions and uh, all sorts of Christian religions, fear-based, you better or God will. So it's, I mean, Mormons do it in a very, very effective way with the temple, but other pastors are doing it too when they talk about giving tithes and obeying the church and giving your time and talents to the building up of the church. It happens subtly in other religions as well. Uh, so you get the potpourri, you have a pretty good search engine thing set up, wonderful resource and uh, really glad to know that's there I didn't know I'm yeah, sorry I didn't know it's uh, it's been a lot of fun good for me uh, I would say probably 70% of what you will find on that site are direct quotes from general authorities wow. I'm a strong believer that uh, 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 that what you find perhaps in in Mormonism uh, is not the stuff that's been abandoned or changed or thrown away. Mm -hmm. It fails on its own merits, yeah. just from the very words of uh, the prophets and apostles themselves. Yeah. And so uh, there's a lot of damning evidence uh, that, uh, that, that Mormons and non-Mormons alike uh, need to be aware of. I'm, uh, I do this I'm not in the conversion business. I used to be. Yeah. I would have loved to have converted everybody in the audience and, and you and, uh, uh, at, at the time. When I was working at Deseret Book, you can only imagine. It's yeah. very, very uh, intense. Uh, but I'm no longer in the conversion business. I'm in the information business. Mm -hmm. I think that it does a great disservice to everybody if they're not informed. One way or the other, I allow you to choose, mm -hmm. but how can you choose if you don't know uh, the differences? I'm right with you, brother. Right with you completely. One final question mm -hmm. uh, relative to Defector uh, 2001 Easy Reasons Plus. Um, are, you current, are you keeping current, for instance, like uh, Russell Nelson, the new president, goes to an African country and tells them that the reason 
they are poor is because they're not paying tithes or whatever that was. Do you well, keep up with the modern? I, I, I have been keeping up with uh, some of the modern things. Mm -hmm. uh, in redeveloping this website, I've kind of had to take a little bit of a break from the more current events. Got it. But everything up through about 2016, whenever something would come up, uh, such as the policy denying uh, uh, gay couples of having their children be baptized, that's in there. Um, uh, Boyd K. Packer's infamous talk that he gave about uh, homosexuality uh, a few years back. Uh, was on is Did the on little there factory too. speech get in there? No, uh, the little, the little factory there. is in there somewhere. Uh, I've got a quote or two by Boyd K. Packer about the little that. Fa factory is one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, we'll tell you about that. I'm looking out there, there's no camera there. We'll tell you about that someday. Okay, the Book of Mormon comparative. Okay, uh, we don't have we have this here. Yes, it's it's the one underneath there. Okay, this these again are beautiful books. Are these available? Yes. Okay. The books. The books are available to purchase. However, uh, everything that you're going to see, Defector of the Faith, these two books, uh, and the likely sources, all online. It's all okay. free. All right. So, uh, for my, uh, I myself, I find myself looking through these quicker. Sometimes it's easier to access than uh, the internet. Got it. Uh, I try to make I try to make it as easy as possible on the web to access the chapters and everything, but sometimes it's cumbersome. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this particular book uh, is comparing the uh, uh, original and printed ha uh, or printers handwritten manuscripts that, uh, uh, that Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery produced before the original 1830 edition of the Book of Mormon was published. Whoa. So what I've done is I've, I've taken those two handwritten documents and coalesced them. The original manuscript uh, was uh, uh, the, the words as that uh, Joseph Smith was speaking them. And then uh, the printer's manuscript was a copy that Joseph Smith wanted Oliver Cowdery to make in case there was problems mm. with losing the first copy. So, uh, which he had a little episode with uh, Martin Harris early on in uh, losing 116 pages of the original. So the printer's manuscript, as some may recall, was the one that the church recently purchased from the community of Christ. Mm -hmm. They paid $35 million for uh, this book, for this document. Wow. So, uh, what I've done is I've taken that, which is uh, almost 100% complete, the Community of Christ, which used to be the reorganized church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, preserved it nicely and uh, almost 100% intact. The original manuscript didn't do so well. Joseph Smith buried it kind of like a uh, time capsule in the uh, Nauvoo house, mm -hmm. uh, and it stayed there for many, many years. Uh, a matter of fact, when he was going to bury it, he said that he's had enough trouble with it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. He's had I've had enough trouble with this. He buries it as a time capsule. The church comes back years later and says, wow, this, we really need to take this out of there. This is important. They take it out, and only about 25% of it uh, is intact. It just uh, they did, he set it on a little ledge in there and the weather just destroyed it. So, uh, so the Book of Mormon comparative, I coalesce the two. Wow. Where the original manuscript is available, I will use it. Uh, and, and so the entirety of the original manuscript is in the book. Wow. Where the original manuscript is not available, the other 75% is the printer's manuscript. So all of this, all of these are the original documents before the typeset uh, version uh, came out in 1830. Amazing. Did so, E.B. Grandin keep that manuscript? Uh, the original one? Yeah, I mean, where do we get the printer's manuscript from? The printer, Who had it? The printer's was manuscript. Was that Grandin? No, that was, uh, uh, that was through Emma through uh, uh, the reorganized church, which oh, she was wow. the head of. They kept it and preserved it all no those idea. years. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah. So uh, in a summary, just for the audience to whet their appetite to get mm -hmm. online, what are some of the things they're going to find in this comparative? Well, let, uh, we've got a, I think okay. we've got a graphic or two, the second one here coming up. Okay. Might be a little hard for the viewers to really see, but uh, uh, if you take a look at this, uh, the way I've uh, arranged this is that anything that's in the uh, original manuscript will be in blue text. Any, uh, and that's identified by, I've got the OM right there with the, uh, Up at the dash. Top. Is, this the, is this the right one? Uh, no, we need, to, we need to go back. Oh, no, this is a, yeah, this is the correct one. Yeah. Uh, and then the PM is the printer's manuscript. That's all in black, since that's a lion's share of what, what we have. So, uh, and then uh, I kind of showcase one error that was, was made in it. This is in the Book of Ether, where uh, originally uh, Joseph had dictated the, the name King Benjamin, and he later went back and had to correct it because it was King Mosiah that he was actually talking about. So he corrected that after the first uh, publication mm. of it. So uh, that actually happened two times wow. in the Book of Mormon. Mm. So the way this is laid out is you have all of the original documents, the coalesced documents, in the left-hand column. Okay. And in the right-hand column, you have the current version that it comes directly off of uh, the church's website and I've gone through and what you see marked in red is every single change whether it is a comma, a period, a semicolon, a full word, uh, any, any change that uh, was made is showing up in the right hand column so you can compare the two. Got it. And the assessment of having gone through this tedious, amazingly tedious, comprehensive work, what do, you, what do you say about it now that you've done it and you can see those two side by side? How do you explain what we have today? Wow. I mean, is it, is it a grand um, clandestine operation to morph the Book of Mormon into, a, into something that it... I mean, how do you see the differences? Because that's a well, lot of work yeah. to come up with just differences in punctuation. Yeah. Uh, there, everything you see in red in the book, uh, there's probably 200,000 plus different changes. Mm. Uh, the Tanners produced a book talking about 3,900 mm. uh, changes to the Book of Mormon. I would say on heavy doctrinal matters, issues of uh, where Joseph Smith may have said uh, uh, God the Eternal Father and he meant uh, the Son of God the Eternal Father, those sort of issues, you're probably limited to a couple dozen maybe that are pretty glaring uh, problems with the Book of Mormon. So uh, it's, there's nothing uh, that, I think I said earlier in the broadcast, that there's nothing that earth-shattering maybe about all of the different changes. Mm -hmm. uh, the real condemnation in, in it comes in what state mm -hmm. in many ways. And uh, even though a lot of the changes come about grammar, punctuation, etc., yeah. uh, that, that comes into play. Uh, there's plenty of that that needed to be done. And some of that did change meanings of sentences. Uh, but uh, now it, it's just a curiosity. So, Dan, correct me, because I haven't been dealing with the Mormon side of things for quite a while now, but the biggest indictment to me is that the way the church is explaining it is Joseph Smith looked in the hat and he said the words appeared, he said the words, they wrote the words as they appeared, mm -hmm. and then they double-checked somehow. Yeah, they, they had to repeat uh, it to make sure everything was that correct. what he saw actually appearing to him in the hat repeat it was written down correctly so how do you even have one mistake if God himself is giving you the words and I, I just find that it's so such a such a sketchy and it's, it's baffling that. to me in the first place the the rock in the hat narrative is only a recent yeah. development yeah uh, historically uh, there were plenty of 
of people back in the day that talked about that. But the church, even today, many active members, even though this has now been put in the uh, yeah. church essays on their website, many church members don't realize that no. the rock and the hat thing is, no. uh, is the big deal. But yeah, the uh, checks and balances, for me, I, I'm kind of, having gone through this whole process, for me, one of the things that if, if in fact you're trying to claim that this is the divine work of God, uh, can't God get grammar correct? What about punctuation? What about spelling? Yeah. What about all of these things? Some of my Mormon friends think, well, that's asking a little bit too much, isn't it? I mean, this was kind of, you know, spiritual and everything. I, I would beg to differ. I would think that a perfect being would produce, especially if this was to convince the world of the divine authenticity, that there would be no red marks yeah. in my book. And called the most correct book on the face of the By earth. Joseph Smith himself, the right. most correct most book. Correct. Why is there 200,000 different annotations? Really quickly, before we move on to the next uh, project is, uh, Dan, my, my grandson, uh, he will say, I am it, and I will it. He, he's funny. He, he, when he doesn't want to do it, he says, I am it, and I will it. When you read Joseph Smith's original speech, didn't he have some what we would consider today some hick, wouldn't he say? Oh, definitely. That? Definitely. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and as people go through uh, these books, they will see things like uh, we were a-going someplace, they were a-scoffing at us. They, yeah. He would use these uh, 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 New England Yankee dialect, yeah. that, and it's, it's riddled in the Book of Mormon. Uh, the, uh, the Again, is God speaking in Yankee dialect? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. Uh, let alone the fact that it's done in King James yeah. English, which, which, was, which was not a language spoken in New England at the time. Yeah. Oh, talk about anachronisms, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, uh, tell us about the handwritten Book of Mormon. Okay. The handwritten Book of Mormon was uh, kind of an afterthought of the uh, Book of Mormon comparative because it has all of the, we'll probably need to go to, need to skip one of the uh, graphics and go to the, the next one. Nope, go back a couple. Uh, yeah, that'll, the handwritten yeah, that Book one, Mormon. yeah, the handwritten Book of Mormon. There. What, what this one is, is this is everything that I was just describing that was on the left side yeah. of the Book of Mormon comparative, except this is done in what's known as sense lines. Uh, most all of the handwritten documents cont uh, contained no punctuation whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And so it's very difficult to read. These are, you know, streamlined things. Some people feel like he was doing it like, automatic writing, you know, inspiration, let's just automatic write. I think Oliver Cowdery was doing what he could to try to keep up with the mm. uh, dictation that way. Anyway, uh, it's, very, it's very difficult to read. Uh, even, even in the handwritten Book of Mormon, it's difficult to read. But I've divided it out in what's known as sense lines, where a breath would be taken or where there should be a comma, or something of that nature and uh, documented it that way. Oddly enough, what uh, many Mormons don't realize is that uh, the original uh, manuscript had a header, header at the top where uh, Oliver Cowdery would write something to uh, remind himself of what was on that particular page oh. that he was reading so he could go back. And that's, that's highlighted down at the bottom in the where it says OM header, there's some oh. different, most Mormons, uh, I didn't know anything about that until I uh, got into this mm -hmm. project. I didn't know that. But, so anyway, that, that one, I, I, I wrote the handwritten Book of Mormon more for the active Mormon. The Book of Mormon comparative, uh, they'll take a look at it and they'll see the things in red, they'll see the changes, and they feel, ah, oh, you're just pointing fingers pointing fingers, trying to prove what was wrong and what had changed. 
I'm showing the differences, not necessarily to prove what's wrong. Yeah. That's up to uh, them to decide. Sure. Uh, with the handwritten Book of Mormon, I wanted to just have the original manuscripts. Uh, I claim that the handwritten Book of Mormon is the closest copy of the Book of Mormon you'll get to the words falling from the lips of Joseph Smith wow. as you could possibly get. The 1830 edition that was printed was typeset by a gentleman named John Gilbert for the most part uh, and he made more changes to the Book of Mormon than anybody since, wow. even more than the church made wow. uh, in recent uh, years. So. Uh, he, he had his work cut out for him because he knew it was a very raw manuscript and no punctuation and so he had to uh, he had to uh, kind of do his best to make it publishable fascinating uh, the one that's really interesting to me uh, I have a good friend he's an attorney downtown very smart uh, very angry ex LDS he's certain that uh, Book of Mormon was rigged in Rigdon, Rigdon, Rigdon. Mm -hmm. That's his deal. You're coming out with, this is the one I think is in progress, the Book of Mormon likely sources. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. Okay, uh, we can move on to the, there's, there's the, there's the cover of it. We'll never be in book form, it's only on the internet. Uh, by the way, uh, these three works, the Book of Mormon Comparative, the Handwritten Book of Mormon, and the Book of Mormon likely sources, are all on the website bomsource.com. Bomsource.com. And that'll show up on there. It there's is. a graphic that shows that. Fantastic. Now the book, the Book of Mormon likely sources. Uh, this one, I would like to think it's going to be a little bit more particularly interesting to your audience. Uh, most everyone that has read the Book of Mormon, particularly Christians that have read the Book of Mormon, uh, understand that there are a lot of things that are quite similar to the Bible. And why is that? Uh, my personal feeling is that uh, uh, he plagiarized uh, a lot of the Bible in creating the Book of Mormon. There's been, uh, there's been a really uh, a huge a campaign lately to say, well, the Book of Mormon, you know, the uh, we can find the source of the Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon source, uh, uh, the late War of 1812. You can read that and you'll see it. The first book of Napoleon, the Golden Pot. Everybody has their uh, uh, piece in the game that they want to throw in. Uh, I feel like most people have, uh, actually most people that uh, claim to want to be finding the source of the Book of Mormon, openly admit that the greatest source for the Book of Mormon is the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, this initial launch of the Book of Mormon likely sources, I've only got the first uh, 10 chapters of First Nephi on the website right now, and uh, the, uh, the graphic that we had up there shows the, uh, uh, something from First Nephi right there. Uh, I, and uh, the crux of what I'm going to be doing with this is going to be uh, for the Bible initially. I'll be throwing in the other things because there's plenty of other interesting uh, data. Got it. Uh, such as uh, I, I've actually included some of Joseph Smith Sr.'s, uh, mm -hmm. uh, his vision dream. that he had, his dream, mm -hmm. uh, that parallels so closely Lehi's dream that is in the Book of Mormon that Joseph obviously got from his father. So uh, as I've been documenting this, uh, I've got a friend that's, that I'm working with in Moab that is kind of the tech computer wizard guy. Uh, and, and we're getting ready for a big uh, data dump of the Book of Mormon likely sources. Uh, and uh, then it will show the Book of Mormon uh, verse by verse uh, and show the various uh, wow. uh, things. So let's go back to the graphic real quick. I know we're kind of running short on time, but uh, Five minutes. If, we could, if we could take a look at that. While we're looking at that, Dan, did Michael Marquardt's work on uh, Bible comparatives help you at all in this? Uh, I, a little bit. 
I've got a lot of, uh, most of this is independent because, wow. of the, because of the fact that uh, I'm using as my source for the Book of Mormon this coalesced uh, Book of Mormon because I want to try to have the original documents uh, to see how well they match up with Bible verses. Wow. Uh, because sometimes they're, uh, the changes that have been made in it don't match up exactly to the Bible. And so that's been one of my uh, things is to try to document, document that You're a little bit. You're doing the work. So it's, well, a lot of this is just in the uh, preliminary stages. But uh, if we take a look, you'll, uh, you'll notice that, uh, uh, let's go to the, the first one again. Uh, the box, the blue box that you see on the left-hand side, and this is the format that's in, in the entire thing. Uh, has uh, uh, you'll see the uh, the word proceedings. Uh, that's a word that's unique to the Book of Mormon. It's not found in the Bible anywhere. Mm. And so, if there's a, a word that's unique to the Book of Mormon, it's in bold type and underlined. Uh, everything else you see in there, everything you see in red in that blue box, is the uh, uh, three word plus word strings for that verse. Everything that you can find in that. Then if you look over to the right, you've got all three plus instances of three plus word strings that show up. So some are not significant. Right. Uh, for example, uh, in all the, well, you're gonna find that in every book you yeah. read. But there's 107 instances of, of it. 85 in the Old <laughs> Testament, 10 in the New Testament, and 12 in the Apocrypha. I've included the Apocrypha wow. because Joseph Smith's Bible uh, had, had the, the Apocrypha, Apocrypha and there were very many uh, things in it that he used. Uh, none of which is more important than uh, right at the bottom there, you can Maccabees. see Second uh, Maccabees, where he uses the name Nephi. That's awesome. Nephi uh, comes from his Bible. Yeah. The actual word Nephi does. So, so that's that. The next graphic, as you go further down, then uh, uh, we kind of dial it down a little bit more to where we are uh, uh, anything that is less than three instances, oh. I show the Bible verse and uh, compare it to the Book of Mormon that way. Uh, all single word matches, as you get closer up, it, single word matches in each book are in purple. Wow. So uh, sometimes there's some interesting correlation to that. I think most, anyone that's been a student of the Bible, especially Christians, understand the. Uh, the, the need for memorizing uh, scriptures, scripture verses. Uh, Joseph Smith was the same way. Uh, brilliant mind. Brilliant. And, uh, and so he had a lot of these verses going on in his head while he was formulating this. Yeah. I'm not 100% convinced it was solely Joseph Smith. Mm. Part of me leans to, more toward the fact that it might have been his father mm. that had generated the Book of Mormon. Um, the, the ideas of Sidney Rigdon and the Spalding manuscript and all that, there's not enough basis, uh, but there's interesting arguments that are really difficult yeah. to dismiss yeah. with that too. But uh, as you're going through this too, you'll notice there's a red bar in between mm -hmm. uh, the verses. That is what I'm considering a significant uh, verse. For, for example, you've got the two verses, the one from Corinthians and the one from Wisdom where he uses the mysteries of God, which is a very uh, unique, you don't hear that usually in everyday lingo with yeah. people. Uh, obviously, he stole that directly from the Bible. Uh, so uh, anyway, you've got the Book of Mormon side, the Bible side there, and that's a project that, the reason why it'll never be in book form is my estimate on this is that it's going to be about 8,000 8, pages of data when all is said and done. Amazing. The book, the, the book of 1 Nephi chapter 1, if you, if you were to average out how many three plus word strings there are on average per verse in 1 Nephi chapter 1, there are more than 1,900 three plus word combinations that happen. So it's a lot of data. There, have been, there has been other research done by different people, never with the original documents, the way uh, that I'm doing it. But uh, 
it's, it's, it's going to be a long time getting all of this. Even when I have the raw data, putting it all together, uh, the, the Book of Mormon comparative, handwritten Book of Mormon, they're listed on the website by chapter. The Book of Mormon likely sources, there's so much data, it has to be listed by verse. Wow. So you kind of have to drill down another bit. But uh, if you ever happen to be in an argument with someone who says, uh, uh, that's distinctly from the Bible, I think, you can go to the website, and if you know what the Book of Mormon verse is, you'll have all the references to the Bible, King James Version, since, sure. and the Apocrypha, since that's what Joseph Smith was using, uh, handy to you at all times. What a fantastic uh, contribution to the whole thing. I really, really uh, personally thank you. I'm going to use it personally. Good. I recommend it later. Give Good. us the sites again. Okay. The, the, the trivia one of uh, uh, various Book of Mormon facts is ldsdefector.com. ldsdefector.com and the second one? The second one, which comprises the other three volumes, is B-O-M, Book of Mormon, B-O-M source.com. You can access all three kind of color-coded things in there, try to make it easier. There are a lot of uh, uh, symbols that I use, uh, syntax. Uh, that uh, There's a tutorial page you can watch, a little slideshow that wow. kind of helps you understand uh, what different things are on it to make it easier. Uh, uh, in understanding what I've uh, produced there. So. My brother, thank you so much for taking the time to come and share this. This is hard of the matter, and so it wouldn't be the show, because and I don't want to set you up and put you in a position, but I do have to offer this last part, mm -hmm. and that is, uh, I don't know where you are, but I do know that a lot of people who have been burned by Mormonism uh, discard everything. And my petition, not knowing, you may be a, who knows, but my petition is if you have done what so many of, so many people I love have done, and that's tossing everything out the window that has to do with, uh, with God, is to consider Christ again, if you have, and, and um, give him a shot. That's always the petition. Mm -hmm. It's just an invitation, purely out of love for you and appreciation uh, really for everything you've done. I, uh, I am an atheist. Uh, I did abandon once I, I felt like I had the truth with Mormonism. And so uh, 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 most Christians would say, well, you threw the baby out with the bathwater, you should have held on to yeah. Jesus. Well, I think you can hardly go through a project like this Book of Mormon Likely Sources and be involved with so much of the Bible all the time to, to, uh, You'd be an error to say that I am, have thrown out Jesus completely. Uh, I admire and respect the teachings of Christ. I also do of Buddha, I, of Muhammad, of any great thinker that is out there. And so uh, I find myself very often reflecting about my life, about Christianity, uh, about uh, faith. Uh, and uh, so nice to I appreciate it and uh, uh, I consider you my brother atheist or not same here thank you Sean. Dan so much for being with us thank you and we uh, we hope that your work will continue yeah. on if you need uh, me to come back at any time I, yeah I we look forward to further welcome. conversation yeah as uh, especially as likely sources gets a little further Absolutely. on I may be finding uh, I'm still doing a lot of research with that. I bet you are. So uh, as I find, I know I'm going to find nice little nuggets. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, after doing these exact word matches, I'm going to do another set with synonyms. Whoa. Because there are a lot of words that are close to, uh, it, there might be a, a, the word uh, the, could be you yeah. instead. And uh, synonyms sometimes play in because Joseph, he didn't always get his King James English correct, <laughs> correct. either. So, uh, so there's a crossover synonyms that I think will be interesting. That's a little further down the road. The same with adding things that, like from the late war, some of these other sources. Yeah. 
uh, Shakespeare, yeah. uh, things that he threw in there uh, that are obvious were uh, resources he used. Look forward to following anyway. up. Thank you, Sean. Next week, Dan. Al Next week, Dan Ellis, Atheists of Utah, will be with us. God bless you. We'll see you next week here on Heart of the Matter. <laughs>